Five minutes of fantasy football recapping of Sunday week eight. It's been a long day. Happy Halloween, everybody. All right, Adam Azer and Heath Cummings here. Let's get started right now on fantasy football today in five. My best intro ever, without question. I'm just wearing a wig for an hour and a half, and I'm kind of lightheaded, Heath, so you're going to have to take the lead here. Uh, biggest winner from, or winners, from Fantasy Week 8? You're definitely lighter headed than when you had the wig on. Um, <laughs> the Jets, J-E-T-S. Woo. Mike White was phenomenal, 400 yards passing. Most importantly, he earned the right to start again next week, which means Michael Carter should continue to lead the team in receiving as he had two weeks in a row. It just really looks like Carter. And I know Ty Johnson still had a role in this game, but the the touch disparity has gone so far in Carter's favor that I really think he just looks like a top 20 to 24 running back rest of season, no matter who's quarterback. He's involved in the passing game. He's dominating the rush attempts, and he looks good. Yeah, really encouraging game for for Carter. And I think we got to talk about Kenneth Gainwell here because people are pretty angry uh, with yeah. Kenneth Gainwell. And he basically didn't get any work until it was a, a blowout. It was all Boston Scott and Jordan Howard for the most part. That was really surprising. What would you make of I, that? I feel guilty a lot of times about a lot of things that we say throughout the week when they don't go the way that we think they were going to go. I don't... The, Kenneth Gainwell, We I think we were pretty clear that he only got one carry after that fumble in week seven. Boston Scott dominated rush attempts. We made the Peyton Barber reference that Boston Scott could be Peyton Barber. Instead, Boston Scott and Jordan Howard combined for a Peyton Barber, (laughs) um, which is less exciting for Boston Scott because he's going to be sharing with both Jordan Howard and Kenneth Gainwell. But I just don't think the Eagles particularly trust Kenneth Gainwell in the running game. I think it's telling that the most carries he'd had in a game coming into this week was week one when he had nine. Yeah, so are you excited to pick up Scott and or Howard on waivers with the Chargers next week? If I need a starting running back for this week, yes. Okay. We talked about the Calvin Ridley situation on the full-length show. We're going to leave it there. It's a delicate situation, obviously, but of course we're pulling for Calvin Ridley. Hope he can get back out there soon, and we're going to keep him on our roster and just and hope for the best uh, for Ridley. So other winners and losers... The tight, end situ- the tight end position was really bad today, but Kyle Pitts stood out as a total dud. Yeah, I'm not I don't want to make too much out of it because it was a tough situation. You had a Falcons team that was reeling but got back one of their best defensive players and then had their first game with Gilmore and had no Calvin Ridley to pay attention to. I don't there are very few rookie wide receivers or tight ends who could work in that situation and perform well and Pitts didn't. I think it was a good reminder that while he is still one of the best fantasy tight ends over the rest of the year, you're still starting him every week. He is still a rookie, and there are still going to be bad games. I was more concerned as far as the losers go with Antonio Gibson, just the fact that we saw Jared Patterson outwork him in the running game. J.D. McKissick outwork him in the passing game. Looks like a full-blown three-headed monster now and a complete disaster for Gibson. Okay, you get a little message in your inbox. Adam Azer, Aze Ventura, has offered you Antonio Gibson for your Michael Carter Accept or reject? This is going to sound insane, and that's the perp- That's what you're trying to do here. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I would have to take Michael Carter at this point in time. Now, it, there is a chance. I'd like to wait to hear Ron Rivera speak a little more and see if there's any explanation. But it just seems like we didn't think this shin injury that Antonio Gibson had was just going to go away this year. We thought he was going to play through it. The two games we've really seen him trying to play through it 
he's played about 40% of the snaps. We don't know the severity of the James Robinson injury, but we do know Jameis Winston has a fairly serious, if not more than that, knee injury. Who's a bigger priority for you on the waiver wire? Taysom Hill, Justin Fields, who had a big game, or Carlos Hyde? Well, Boston Scott is ahead of all of them. Okay. But I think it would... Let's do what we hear about Taysom Hill. Hopefully he has a practice, because he's been on like two or three weeks now on the concussion protocol. So I don't even know if he's going to be ready to go. If that was the case, I would go hide over Fields, though I am excited about Fields later in the year. He has a tough upcoming schedule. All right, that is Heath Cummings. I am Adam Azer. Thank you all very much for watching and listening. Enjoy your day. And we'll talk to you on Tuesday morning with a Monday Night Football recap and a peek at the waiver wire on Fantasy Football Today in five.